Welcome back to episode nine of the Nutrition Open Table. I am here with Ada and we are doing a continuation of episode eight in which we talk about how we can even wrap that up in a nice little pretty present, a little gift, a ribbon. Um, We talked about being able to basically like meet your needs at any given time so that you're not holding yourself to these extraordinary expectations and trying to overcome challenges and stressors while also feeling like you're just not doing all that well because you're not keeping up with your typical nutrition and training routine and so in episode nine today we're going to talk about some like real life strategies that you can implement when it comes to nutrition, training, and habits, which I'm excited for because I feel like this is the stuff that really like makes a difference, right? Mm -hmm. We can talk about like macro adjustments and, you know, supplements and crap like that. But at the end of the day, (laughs) people really need to like know how how to navigate real life, right? How to in last episode like just continue on with forward momentum and life happens life is messy um one of my friends says life is lifey so life is lifey you just have to like accept that know that and be able to have different you know tools um in the toolbox to navigate different jobs Mm mm-hmm and, and and realize like where on the scale you are too because like for, for you know you being more on the like very on the lifestyle side of things aka me that's like okay strategies like there is sometimes there's no strategy and that's a strategy right yeah <laughs> like you just toss everything out the window and like see you know day by day what happens and then there's other you know you might be a more structured person it's like okay i need a little bit more a little bit dependent on where you are in the you know in, in the fitness and whatever life journey that you are that dial is gonna be dialed back a little bit differently it reminds me of like you know how cops can do like drive-alongs like they invite someone on their patrol i just want to do that with you i feel like we should do that with each other yes. <laughs> i just want to sit on a client session with you and just like sit in the back seat <laughs> yeah there's like there's it's, it's, it's different <laughs> hey we can we can do an audit yeah maybe we should do like live code like see if we can do like live coaching sessions on here i think that would be fun that would be cool to like invite some of our clients and just talk about things yeah well i feel like today's episode like this is a great opportunity to see the differences right Mm -hmm. because we very much like jive with one another but like you said we kind of like live on different ends of the spectrum Mm -hmm. um and in the middle when it comes to our coaching yes you know approach Yes. Um, so this is a good way to show what that actually looks yeah. like. Yes, and... I'm going to be a lot more like the habit mindset strategies versus um, yeah. like personal life of like, yeah, just toss everything out the window. It's fine. Um, you're going to survive. It's going to be great. Um, I think that's a very, I think that's an also a health, like an example that like I love bringing it up. Like that sometimes because my strategies have changed so drastically and I've experienced that in my clients too, when they give themselves the permission to just adjust them and not to be okay with whatever they look like, um, 
or they don't look like at all. And uh, I think that's that, that's also a viewpoint that not a lot of people talk about that it's okay when <laughs> there is no strategy <laughs> and you're just yeah. living one day at a time, feeling feeling into what's happening. So. So which do you want to, what topic do you want to talk about first? Nutrition, training, habits kind of like fall. Everywhere. Let's do like nutrition. I mean, because I feel like nutrition and training can kind of go together. Okay. Let's hit nutrition first. This is the nutrition open table. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So in episode eight, uh, we talked about macros and how that's really like the first topic that comes up when people are in these like higher stress situations and they are used to tracking seven days a week and they're used to hitting their protein to the gram and hitting their calories to the calorie and when stress increases people's ability to do that decreases substantially and also does it even have the impact that they think that it does no (laughs) so what would you i don't even know anymore if you do you coach macros i don't no, yeah. I don't coach my clients. I used to. Um, and in this situation, like if I were to work with someone that's, you know, came from or comes from like a lot of the people that I coached came from a macro background and what and a lot of them like worked with me through very tough times in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the I mean, the main strategy that I've um implemented before like we tried you know downscaling the macro tracking so maybe it was giving yourself i mean it ranged from giving yourself a range of macros that you can track that you can hit right instead of it being like a full number and being a range that you can stay in it can be you know ditch carbs and fats and just pay attention to your protein if that feels still doable for you right that the question is always if that feels still doable for you but a lot of the time what we ended up with with all of my clients is saying i can't i'm coming to a point where macros just i i I can't do this right now it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel right it's bringing me more stress so then it was the implementation of okay we're ditching we're ditching macros and bringing it back more to habits right what have you learned through tracking your macros like what you know what you can prioritize what you like prioritizing what feels doable for you to prioritize in your meals you know if you like the fact that you're eating more veggies if you like the fact that you're prioritizing your protein if you like the fact that you're you know um hitting up fruit for you know whatever snacks that you have turning those from the macro side to more of the okay this is what i want to prioritize this feels good and this feels doable right now right so, so what, like, would, what would that look like like if they were reporting back for their week say for their weekly check-in or they were sitting with you what would they report back with again i haven't coached macros or nutrition in a while because my thing i think in one of the episodes i said like nutrition wasn't like nutrition coach isn't who i am anymore but 
a lot of the times we just talk about there isn't even like I give them the leeway of like okay how did that feel for you what like the the reporting for me is like did what whatever you implemented whatever you, we picked and prioritized did that actually work for you did yeah. that bring more stress or did that alleviate your stress right so how did it feel on a day to day basis to prioritize the things and see if it was okay I've, you know, I've prioritized protein that felt good. I still have a client that does it. It's like, I, there was a time in her life where she was like, I, I recognize I can't do this. I needed a break from prioritizing anything. And, and it's been like that. And she, there's also the awareness of like, I'm going to be less, I'm going to feel less strong. I'm going to feel probably less energetic and less this and less that my workouts are going to be different right there's reporting on that there's awareness on that but at the same time she's like well yeah i'm eating less protein i haven't been i haven't had the room to prioritize that in my life and that's okay whenever that time hits again i'm going to start simply prioritizing because that feels important to me so it's more on the reporting on the side of a lot of the times the reporting is on the side of okay, did that feel doable, right? Did whatever you implement felt good for you and it felt like you can keep going or do we have to take something away again? And how do you deal with, um, like, again, going back to the last episode, like, can I not prioritize protein? Like, can I allow myself not to do that? Can I allow myself to just show up every single day and feel into what is possible for me today because it's not going to be the same you know day by day is going to be different one day you can prioritize a little bit more one day you can prioritize a little bit less one day it's going to be all takeout and another day you can cook right and that's also okay so like recognizing the wins in that too is like i allowed myself what to do what is what i'm capable of what's alleviating that stress for me and I'm sure yeah, that's like an acceptance coach. <laughs> yes, that there's awareness is one thing, action is another. But we're that that's the the acceptance part of like it's fine. Yeah. Whatever you're doing or not doing, it's fine. I like it. I feel like people don't hear that enough, right? Where it's always like, no, you can do more. You can yeah. do more. And it's like okay to do less. It's okay to just chill and focus on whatever else is going on that's yeah. really like your attention, you know? Yeah. In fact, it might be, it likely will be more impactful or productive um, and help you in helping you navigate that time, getting through it. Yeah. Because the, the less guilty you feel about not hitting stuff, or like not doing stuff or doing less is like the more room you have to figure out, oh, I can actually do this because I want to, because it feels good because, you know, there's a lot of maybe that will get me judged in, you know, the fitness space or coaching space or whatever, but a lot of the, the things that the strategies comes back to, okay, did that feel good for you? Like, did you actually enjoy that? Yeah. Right. Because there's so much pressure that we put on hitting things or sticking to things um, that in those hard moments are a fantastic space to learn how to focus on things that feel good. Right. 
that bring us joy, that bring us like, it doesn't even have to be joy, but like that make us feel good, right? What makes you feel good? Do that. Yeah. I think when it comes to, I coach this in so many different ways. Um, I'm very much more of a, like in the fitness mm -hmm. now, yeah. right? Um, but also have a lot of the mindset stuff that you um, focus on primarily. And so it's like a blend, right? I'm like, mm -hmm. a, like a smoothie. <laughs> for <the laughs> like a smoothie. <laughs> um, so it really depends on the client, right? And their yeah. situation. But um, if I, we were going to go back to that original example where it was like, okay, this high stress period mm -hmm. and I'm used to like tracking seven days and hitting everything to the grammar to the calorie, what are the other options? You mentioned one that I would normally shift to, but I also focus on this in maintenance, right? When, they, when we're building like that foundation of yeah. mm -hmm. nutrition approach, I really encourage people to shoot for a caloric range, shoot for a protein range, let carbs and fats fluctuate with their food choices. Mm -hmm. I'll coach people out of tracking seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So like, I'll bring it down to maybe two or three times a week if they're in maintenance, if it makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and just create structure with other strategies like mindful eating strategies like what are like you said and you kind of hinted at this what are the habits that are creating the foundation of this macro right yeah. <laughs> if you want to say it that way um so like you mentioned like okay like um maybe I have a protein in most of my meals Mm -hmm. Okay, like that creates some structure, right? There's a guideline here that allows you to hit, give or take your protein needs. Right. Um, being so specific. So it's right. like, and if you tracked, like you already know yeah. pretty much how, what you're eating, how much you're eating, right? So you can have that. I love, I like the word guidelines, right? Yeah. That it's like protein guideline or veggie guideline or whatever guideline. Right. You're like, okay, if I have like, uh, some sort of produce in most of my meals, then I'll give or take, like end up with this, you know? Yeah. So if we took tracking out of the equation, you already have habits, these guidelines that are providing the structure and they're, you know, like leading to that precision and accuracy within, um, mm -hmm. like that is shown in your tracking logs. So it's like, you should technically be able to take stop tracking macros, right? And, and replicate that, sort of, right? Yes. Really give or take, right? Yes. It's not going to be the same precision, right? You're not going to be at exactly 2,500 calories or whatever you were shooting for, but you are generally meeting your needs. You're avoiding extremes, right? Mm -hmm. You're not severely under eating. You're not eating way beyond fullness. It's creating structure and, like I said, guidelines, or not it's not laws you don't have to do it or else you'll turn into a pumpkin like but it will like create some structure for you um without the attention that and, and energy time requirements that are required of tracking um so that's like one of many strategies that i implement but like i said this is like an ongoing process even if you are tra like using tracking macros yeah. like i'm Dieter, like what people identify as like these are strategies that I weave into maintenance immediately mm -hmm. it's important to have this 
these tools, right? So that in the future, when you come across these really stressful events or periods in time, you're like, okay, what do I do? Well, I know that I could literally throw my fitness pal out the window and be able to avoid extremes. What maybe happened in the past isn't going to happen again because I know I have these guidelines that I can take anywhere with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like this, like, I don't know, in between um, strategy between like, not just like throwing everything out or trying to be, you know, that A plus plus student, you're going to achieve a lot and you're going to feel more confident navigating uh, these situations because you have these tools that are more appropriate, mm-hmm. right? For, yeah. Yeah. For, for even like shopping strategies, like you were saying, like takeout and stuff, I'll always give people permission, right? Um, right. Or to give themselves permission to order the takeout. Um, but if you're ordering takeout for, you know, days on end, or, you know, weeks on end, that can be problematic, right? And so it's a tool, but it's only one tool in the box. So what other tools could we implement here? I might be like, hey, when you go to Costco or when you go to whatever supermarket you're shopping at, pick up some like really convenient options. Frozen meals are fantastic. Like people undervalue frozen meals so much. And I, they've been really helpful, like, even for me and my husband, like, they've been really helpful in, like, the busy life, because sometimes you don't feel like cooking, but it, like, throwing out, throwing a frozen meal together isn't, yeah. like, big science, like, 15 minutes, and you have a fantastic dinner put together. A microwave or an air fryer, I saw somewhere on TikTok, someone was like, the air fryer is the millennial equivalent of, like, an easy bake oven, and I was like, oh my Gosh. If you don't have an air fryer, like go get yourself some because you won't ever cook your chicken and anything else ever again. It's so easy. And then when you have strategies like that to fall back on, you're like, okay, I don't have to stand in my kitchen and make a 30, 45 minute meal every no. night. I literally not give a crap about cooking. And, you know, Morgan and Ada said, just throw the chicken nuggets into the air fryer and like, you're good to go. There's ways to make balanced meals, right? Um, balanced, I say in quotations, because that's going to look a little bit different for everyone, meals and stuff. But, um, you know, to meet your needs and stay generally fed, well fed, uh, without just it being a pain in the butt. Yeah, make it like, okay, the kiss rule is like, awesome. Keep it simple, stupid, right? Keep it as simple and as easy as you can um and uh and keep it enjoyable too right if like air fryer example like chicken and whatever like fried like uh, roasted potatoes like throw that in there right have have an apple with it and you have a dinner like the balance doesn't have to look hello fresh like every right. time I have like a a baked potato, like at least once a day, I literally just throw it, you know, in the oven or in the air fryer and like, I could literally forget about it and it would be fine. Yes, exactly. So like, keep it Mm -hmm. very simple. And I think on the nutrition side, like one of the like habits I want to bring up here that everybody can use is when I say like, enjoy your, like bring it back enjoyment, enjoy your meals too. And that means slow down with them. It's such a, like 
everybody knows to like slow down with your meals and like be present with your meals but like really it's one of the biggest strategies that you can implement when life is stressful because that can also be your time to relax yeah like if chaos is ensuing everywhere else maybe it is possible sometimes it's not sometimes you eat on the go and that's fine too but notice what you're eating right like just noticing what you're eating and really allowing yourself to maybe sit down for a second and like enjoy your meal no matter if it's frozen if it's a cliff bar like whatever it is like that can be your second to rest and use that to your advantage like yes you've heard it so many times but like be present with your meal even if it's like for a minute and that's sometimes one of the like the biggest I remember working with an overnight nurse and I mean she's had years of experience in rushing her meals like never even sitting down and she was like I never enjoy eating I don't think I can enjoy eating unless I'm with friends and by the time we stopped like that was one of the biggest things like literally the smallest and the biggest thing that we focused on was to sit down and bring back like allowing herself to enjoy what she's eating yeah and she was like that was life-changing to just sit yeah Yeah. it's the only like it's really it's the only act of self-care that some people get like during yes yes and that can give you like so much advantage into like staying on track in quotations like through i don't i hate saying like staying on track but like being in tune with yourself right being in tune with your habits and what your body's experiencing and it's such a powerful tool to like slow down with your eating yeah i agree i think back to the days because i have three kids and no family so (laughs) when i I had my kids and they were like infants it was really hard because especially i mean even just one infant right where they are requiring so much attention you're Mm -hmm. not getting sleep um you're holding them while you're eating like all of the acts of self-care like showering uh bathing sleeping eating they are all with your child (laughs) and so it's really challenging and then on top of that you know i had like an 18 month old with an infant i have you know a three-year-old and a two-year-old and you know what i mean like so it was just it was a lot. There were a lot of little people <laughs> completely. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this and you are, you know, in that stage of life, or if you are a caregiver for someone, or if you are a nurse, or you just have your days completely filled with taking care of others and you're like I just I remember listening to advice like this and being like I don't have that like I just don't have that time I always have a kid with me like use the time that you have maximize it as much as possible I would have like literally because they would always cry or fuss or and I would put my whole meal down and like walk away and just focus on them I would nurse while I was eating so that I could get it and like is that ideal maybe not right i would like like a completely independent time yeah. right but that wasn't reasonable for the stage of life and the you know hand of cards that i had so just maximizing it and being like okay if i'm nursing then the baby's quiet and happy we'll just eat at the same time and yeah. like that really focus on my food and like yeah 
you know maximizing yeah that stupid example but like i learned to like washing dishes we don't have a dishwasher yeah and, well we do but it's not working but i forced my well i forced my i taught myself how to like enjoy washing dishes because i use it as my time to relax now like yeah. it's my time to listen to music or to listen to something or whatever and like and it makes like is it ideal no <laughs> right because you're still like doing a chore but it's possible to to maximize whatever you're already doing and bring that enjoyment back and like bring that self-care back and like connect with back with yourself no matter what it is still working on vacuuming haven't gotten there yet but <laughs> doing dishes i was successful with so yeah. dogs too right big dogs so yes it's like yeah. an industrial task <laughs> yes it's like oh my god yes <laughs> uh yeah okay anyway so um yeah so that's another strategy like maximize be again it's back to being okay with what you've got yeah right and life will change every time and you'll have more time and you'll have less time and it's it's in your power to maximize what you have and really choose how you want it to go right most of the time I think not always but most of the time just to like follow that up because I'm thinking about like the convenient choices or maximizing yeah. habits that maybe aren't 100 percent ideal like would you rather be sitting on the couch and relaxing yeah absolutely but how can we you know use this to our advantage um I'm one of the guidelines that I like to just recommend to folks who are pulling back in their like turning the dial down mm-hmm. for me to look at what guidelines they're meeting what are you prioritizing yeah. choice so like I think of people who maybe don't like cooking mm-hmm. or who don't like vegetables and it's like okay maybe they're having carrots and ranch right i'm like but what 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 needs are you meeting with that you're getting some produce and you have a little bit of dietary fat yeah right like yeah like you're you're meeting needs yeah so like probably meeting needs whether you see it or not and so like specifically looking out for it and being like oh I'm actually look at me I'm eating my protein I got my you know produce and I have a little bit of dietary fat I'm eating my snack you know I'm eating every few hours so that my energy levels are up yeah. and I agree like I'm meeting my needs I'm staying on track and so just like really kind of like pumping yourself up and being like I'm doing what I would be doing I'm just not seeing the actual macros Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like you don't need that level of precision all the time um and you can still achieve it without that level of precision yeah 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 exactly and I want to also like bring it for my own example slash I've I've led clients to again into the acceptance like accepting stage of like sometimes like no strategy exists and like just looking at my life over the last two years like even with nutrition it overhauled and I've talked about it in previous episodes where like there's still like a sort of recovery from um from being very very consistent and very paleo and very whatever but like last year was really 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 intense with a year-long course and like full-time work and you know it's 
like my husband works outside of the house so it's you know always there's not a lot of room that we have to play so last year's strategy was con like again extreme convenience and sometimes like there wasn't room for like prioritizing protein was like the last thing that i wanted to do prioritizing and i think we can transition into like exercise that wasn't on the table either and it's fine right sometimes sometimes life will kick you in the butt in a way that even those like simplest habits won't exist and you'll still can recognize and look back and say i needed so much more energy to survive whatever i was going through that i i couldn't even focus on like a vegetable and that's okay yeah right there's moments in life where you're like i my whole entire energy was spent on this and I can recognize that I was still caring for myself in whatever way I could have possible, right? And find the wins in that um, without like eating carrot for an entire right. year or whatever it is. Yeah. So like normalizing that sometimes it will go to the extreme and that's okay too. You're still taking care of yourself. Right. And you had that, like you said, you had that awareness where like you were like, this is necessary. Yeah. Um even yeah the deck the hand of cards that i have i think i had a client yesterday say to me that they felt a little discouraged that they were in maintenance for as long as they have been they have been in maintenance mm -hmm. for two months oh. and she was like i like i I so that maybe they had this expectation that they would be focusing on more specific goals with me earlier. Um, and I said, now is the time to really get all of this, all that we're talking about down in place. Yeah, this, this is the time to do it. And I shared with her that I spent two years stepping outside of like dieting. Um, mm -hmm. I was like, I just need it. I need to be eating what I want. I need to be having more flexibility. And I really like protected that time um, to achieve that. And I was like, the reason why I am so successful in these like highly specialized specific nutrition and training goals is because I took that time mm -hmm. to really build confidence and a, a solid foundation in all of this. So you are setting yourself up for success and you are making progress, even if it's not exactly what you thought you would be focusing on right now, Yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You have like the most beautiful sunshine. <laughs> getting getting blinded. <laughs> getting blinded, but it looks beautiful. So, <laughs> um, and like, training wise like strategies for training i mean very similar strategies apply of you know even when i'm thinking about it, it's like giving yourself a range right or or folk like maybe it's not gonna be seven days a week but if i can hit like try to hit you know between three to four or um also I think an important thing to bring up here, kind of tying with the last episode, is when there is stressful periods in your life, 
exercise is a stressor, like physiologically on the body, right? So another like adjustment here might have to be or might be beneficial is recognizing that heavy lifting or, you know, a lot of cardio or whatever that brings up even more stress, like physiologically stress in, um, into your body uh, might not be the best solution, right? So strategies in a way of recognizing, okay, like for me and like, again, bring it back to like me and my clients, um, it's a lot like, again, what do you enjoy? Because sometimes when we are in a stressful situation, like it's just like, it's another chore, right? It can become another chore. It it feels like it's the heavy thing to do. Like I have to do this. I have to keep up with this. And you just don't like, you're starting to dread it. Um, you feel like you need to push yourself. You need to push your PR still, which that's, that's a strategy of back out of your PRs entirely. This is not the time, right, to do that. If you feel strong one day, go for it, right? But also, like, it's the the whole bringing it back day to day and, and, and checking with yourself, okay, what feels aligned with me? I, I love saying what feels aligned with me and my well-being. Yes, my goals, but also my well-being and my situation, what's aligned? Like, do I feel like I can handle lifting today? Or does a walk sound really nice? Yeah. Right, or yoga? Yeah, I one of the like, this is like the most unexpected thing that I have taken away from bodybuilding and what people tell me is the most unexpected thing that they've learned from me from bodybuilding is that, like you said, this like training stimulus is a stressor and too much stress isn't good for us. Good for you, yeah. it comes down to like stress management and you can get a better outcome by dialing down that stress uh, and not forcing yourself to you know be going all out um you know right prs or prs in general or um forcing yourself to train six times a week like that can actually be more much more detrimental than you know pulling back to four days a week and you know adjusting your your training approach so that you can get a handle on those stressors that will lead to more positive adaptation than just like white knuckling your protocols Mm -hmm. Um, and there's been many times where i've reached out to my coach and been like okay i've been tracking this like these signs of stressors and like this is where i'm at and he'd be like take three days off And like, that's not what I would expect to hear from a bodybuilding coach, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And that's not what most people I think outside of bodybuilding would expect to hear. But that is what happens. Like we have to mitigate stressors or else it will not create, you know, adaptation. And so if you are on the lifestyle side of things and you're going through that stressful period of time and you're like oh if i don't train six times a week if i'm not hitting those big prs like i'm going to go backwards i'm going to lose muscle or lose strength or it just doesn't this like scientifically it doesn't work like that um and you might just be making it worse on yourself like you might just be putting so much stress on yourself that you are going to go backwards yeah, like that happens too, right? Um, so just because you're like checking the box off doesn't mean that you're like creating muscle mass or that you're, um, you know, creating strength or whatever. Yeah. yeah, 
achieve you could actually be going backwards and so it really comes to that stress mitigation factor same thing with sleep people are always like when they get really stressed out sleep is like the first thing to go but like sleep is like the magic you know the most important yeah the the, the fairy godmother of like stress right well if you're not getting good sleep like then you have to really you know think about pulling back in other areas to maintain that like stress balance right Yeah. yeah and like Okay, again, I'm not so it's gonna be more towards you, but I want to throw in like the strategies that worked for me in like exercise when like the last year and a half, where PR has felt awful, like lifting has felt like it's not a thing that I want to do. And like what really helped me to see and like what I bring to my clients as well is um, a I lifted when it felt like I really, really had the inclination to lift, but also backed off PRs entirely and focused on just good feeling of exercise, right? Like just brought it back to form, brought it back to ISO holds, brought it back to like really slow and intentional reps. And yes, I trained between one to three times a week for of the like last going back going from like six to seven days or like five to six days to like one to three of lifting with some like um orange theory thrown in recently because of enjoyment just like simply because of enjoyment um and it's surprising like the the thing that still surprised me even though i knew that that the science of it is like just because you back off doesn't mean your body's gonna forget what it's doing right right? just because you like back off with sessions and focus on not lifting super heavy right it's not gonna forget what what strength is and that was actually really true is that yes my upper body i mean women's upper bodies are different so it it does go backwards a little faster um but at the same time my lower body it's surprising how well it maintained its strength with really not doing a lot of work yeah i think right. people anticipate the worst they're like well i'm going to lose all of my strength all of my muscles like all of it yes yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're like no that's not how it works so it's like this like this the strategies that worked for me were like really really like go with the flow of what feels good and like if you know lifting heavy doesn't then just adjusting that to you know again slower reps more form wise um I serve like just adjusting every single workout to like, oh, I don't want to do this exercise. I'm going to do something different. And that's fine, right? Because it takes away the stress of the session. Like I have to hit this. I have to do it programmed way. I have to do it the exact amount of reps, the exact amount of sets. You don't have to. Right. Right. If you can make it enjoyable and if doing less feels enjoyable, if doing something different feels enjoyable, like do that because exercise is supposed to help you right now right in the stressful like don't it's already bringing more cortisol into your into your body so don't make it even more pressured yeah and create that enjoyment with it yeah 
just yeah like bringing stress down right when yeah, stress right comes, like you, you have to bring stress down somewhere and people i don't know when i know i was this way when i would hear people talk like this i'm just like no like i can do it i can do it i mean you can <laughs> but like you can right and there comes a point where in life is like well i can but but is that really helping me right and maybe you're listening to it and you are in the phase of life it's like no i can't like you don't have to listen to us right yeah. you can take it or leave it um but we've all been <laughs> i feel like a parent even though i don't have kids right like it's like parents feel <laughs> like their kids are going through shit. <laughs> i would i would listen to the advice like this like if i heard that advice i don't and like i was i don't know five ten years ago i'd be like just because mm. I can't do it doesn't mean that I like yeah. can't. I'm going I, to do, it. and I would do it. Like I would do it. I would figure out a way. That's just who I am. I would figure out a way. I would stay up late. I would yeah. just do. And Dude, like, I remember do doing workouts at like eleven thirty p.m. Yeah. after working uh, food service for like eight hours. Like, and you know what? Like maybe there's a time and a place, but it's way smaller than what people <laughs> actually think. And like you said, there's just, what are you getting out of it? The benefits that you think you're getting out of it aren't really necessarily there. You would, do you hear my cat like, <laughs> lost, <laughs> we call it her like, radar, her kitty radar, um, that you would likely benefit from pulling back anyways, you know? Yeah. And so like, if you can benefit more from pulling back, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. Yeah, so like talking strategies, like extra for me, it all comes down to like, okay, find something that makes you feel good, that it's aligned with where you are in life and that you can, it can make you happy in this moment because life is a mess and yeah. you need as much self-care and happiness and joy and less pressure that you can and and instead of using nutrition and exercise as your scapegoat for creating even more control use that as your enjoyment right, like yeah. you use that as your self-care use that as the point like your little point in life where you can say like okay i'm just doing this for me and it actually makes me happy because i'm doing what feels good not what i have to do right and you can find that it's like this whole idea of control you are still controlling things you're just shifting your focus to things that are within your control that make more sense and that yes a more positive outcome right yeah because ultimately turning the dial down on training frequency or volume or whatever it's still control it's you're controlling it it's the dial you're going up to it and turning it down yeah different sort of control and it works in your favor yeah yeah don't let it's funny because when we're trying to control and be so meticulous and 100 percent, like it's not you controlling what you're doing it's your routine controlling you yeah so you're less in control when you're doing that instead of like adjusting and you really being on control of like your well-being and your mental health and just your life yeah beautifully said that's a really important point so um any other strategies that you want to throw in here 
I always like this is like you're like just throwing there like it's like um oh well, yes just throw, <laughs> there's so much and yeah. we're gonna bring <laughs> yeah this is gonna be an ongoing but big one would be that you don't have to do every single guideline every single day yeah it's just not necessary and so that's another one where it's like okay i don't have to do this every single day to continue to like support myself in that way like uh, sometimes a lot of my like i guess you would refer to them as like type a clients yeah. will be like okay meditating works for me i have to meditate x amount of time every single day i love like, that i love that you're bringing this up yes like chill like just take a step back meditation works for you and that's an excellent tool and there's different ways that you can implement it throughout the day that work for your situation on that day you could meditate 20 minutes you can meditate two minutes right you can meditate in the car you can meditate you know in your yes. meditation space that you've created whatever but um if you don't meditate on monday it's okay yeah you get other benefits maybe you want yes. for a walk you know what I mean like there's different ways that you're going to get the same benefit. just yeah just because it worked like just because it worked in the past doesn't mean it's going to work now it's like the day-to-day check-in with yourself like what how many spoons do I have and what do I want to give my spoons to right and I love that you bring it up because I just had a conversation with this on Sunday with a client saying like journaling worked for me and I didn't and like it just like it worked so beautifully. And then the last two weeks were a crapshoot and it just felt like I was bringing my perfectionism into my journaling. Um, and like, if I didn't journal this way or, or that way, like it was wrong. And I was like, it works until it doesn't. And it's okay to recognize that it's not working right now. Right. That's why there's so many other tools that you have that sometimes meditation or journaling, like it won't be the solution for, for, for that day. Right. Right. And like in those moments, right. And like the strategy like that I'm going to throw in here, that that's a big one is make room for what you're going through Mm -hmm. in whatever capacity that is like making room for the emotions that you're feeling and, uh, and the things that you're going through, because sometimes again the, the the meditation or the journaling or exercise can be this escape to or like the the tool to get rid of what's going on and that's not serving you either right so as you're doing your self-care and as you're bringing joy into your life like making room for your feelings and for your experience so that you are aware and with it instead of continuously pushing that away and even frame it as like that's what your success is dependent upon mm-hmm. i love that yeah i love that that's beautifully said yes yeah people just don't look at it like that how we were taught to approach basically all of this sucks yes <laughs> and that's why i learned um over time i'm just like wow you know the first like eight years or so of my education in this space just were violently wrong yeah on so many ways and it you know i mean the industry as a whole learns as time goes on but it was severely lacking in 
in this. In, in this. Yeah. 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 So I, I love that word. That's why we're doing this. It's to bring it to the table, to the table. Um, things that we wish were taught and talked more about. Yeah. So that's on strategies. <laughs> on how to basically like pair your present day needs right um with your with your approach um I'll pair your approach to your present day needs however you want to put it and how that's going to fluctuate over time and how that's not a bad thing how we've been taught to see that as a bad thing and it's yeah. not really you know like I said what your successes depend upon and really building confidence in those fluctuations is where you're going to thrive and so hopefully hearing i mean we're on two opposite sides of the spectrum right hearing someone who um, is very much like focused on acceptance and lifestyle and then having like a competitive bodybuilder say the same thing right or yes. saying the same thing and being like no like this is this is how you meet your needs. This is how you build that forward momentum and feel good and navigate these things. Um, hopefully that's helpful. Mm -hmm. To recognize that like, we're not, you know, we're not pulling it from anywhere. We're, we're actually like, that's the way, like no matter where you are, what, like you said, what, no matter what side of the spectrum we are, like that's your foundation. One of the, my favorite things about coaching and these topics is that the skill transfer goes everywhere. <laughs> you can yes. apply these lessons to everything. Life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because like whatever struggles you have in nutrition and exercise, they're just like a manifestation of something that's present in another part of your life. Yeah. It's just a little symptom of something out there. So yeah. whatever you learn through nutrition exercise, you can really take and like pull it into your life. Yeah. yeah. So um, love that. Beautiful. Um, such a good topic. Um, I know just futuristically, we want to bring in a little bit more talk about um, body image and confidence, sexuality, um, yeah. and uh, a lot of these different topics. So I'm not sure what episode 10 is going to be. I feel like it's a round number is going to be, a, I mean, it's just episode 10, but at the same time, it could be a fun, fun topic. It's like, oh, episode 10 is going to be. Yeah, so that, that's been, a, those are topics that have been on your mind a lot. Um, last year, the year before, those were like really big topics for me. Um, and so I think it would, I mean, just another thing that we can kind of. Like bring into the table. Yeah. yeah. Love that. And if there's anything that you want to talk about, then um, just give us a shout and we'll, um, we'd be happy to cover whatever your you have on your mind, um, or you struggle with or you have questions on. So we love suggestions. Beautiful. Well, thank you for tuning in. Um, hopefully this was helpful. Let us know, leave us um, we'd love feedback. And we will hear you and talk to you in the next episode.